0: When we first started talking about the uh, the graduate service, the Lord has put something uh, kind of on my heart. Probably over the last two or three months, about next level. And uh, h- how many of y'all? I just want to just take a survey real quick. And and I've been here for 19 years. And uh, how many of y'all know that uh, that me and my family like softball? If you'd raise your hand, just so that's pretty much a a given. Everybody knows that. Well, if you're not if you're not around softball like we are, then then you probably won't know exactly what I'm talking about but there is a uh, there's a phrase or a comment that's always used around the softball field and and it's called getting to that next level okay and, uh, and and early on when my kids were playing ball Casey and Allie and and they were they were getting better and better and and we talked to different coaches and we played for uh, different teams and I coached them and we talked to different people but they said you're going to have to do certain things" to get them to the next level. And some of those things that they, these people told me, I wasn't gonna do that. I was not gonna do that because it was, it was certain things going to the next level that went against what me and Angela believed was best for our family. So that that phrase just was always being thrown at me. I was always hearing it, next level, next level, next level. So the Lord started working in my life, and the youth has done heard this one time. But it touched me so much that I just felt like I wanted to share it again. And we're going to be talking about going to the next level with our relationship with Christ. And, uh, and, and, you know, I love ball. My kids love ball. We play ball three Saturdays a month, and it's a good time. And I put a lot of uh, emphasis on that. But I've moved from that level to the next level. And uh, and we, uh, you don't really know a lot about our uh, softball team, but the Lord is working in a way uh, in our softball team that Allie plays on. It's just unbelievable to me. And there's probably not a lot of people that can see it, but I know of at least three or four people that we've had conversation and, and just say, hey, the Lord is really moving in that softball team. And I just praise the Lord for it. Um, but I want to talk to you about going to the next level in your spiritual walk, and we're going to be reading about the Apostle Paul. Um, now, the Apostle Paul—if you don't know a whole lot about him—he wrote thirteen, possibly fourteen books of the New Testament. So he was a hero. I mean, he was a hero of the faith. But in this scripture right there, right here, he is actually giving his testimony to a, a king an unbeliever that's a king, and he's actually in shackles. He is as a prisoner in front of this king named King Agrippa, and he gives him his testimony, and we're going to be in Acts 26, and what I want to talk to you about is the five levels of Paul, okay? And I want you to just kind of look at these levels and see if you can relate You know, there's levels in all of our Christian walks. You know, the first level would be as an unbeliever. And sometimes as an unbeliever, we hear the message of Christ, and we need to move up to that next level as a believer, somebody that's saved. And there's all kind of levels that we can kind of look at our life and and, and say, I want to move up to the next level. But I just want to look at the five levels of Paul this morning and see if you can relate, and let's see if we can get something out of Paul's five levels. It's uh, Acts 26, 4 through 18. And the, the scripture's gonna be up on the wall, I think. So remember, he's giving his testimony to this King Agrippa. He says, the Jews all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify if they are willing to, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope in, in what God has promised our fathers that I am on trial today. This is the promise our 12 tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. O oh, King, it is because of that hope that the Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I too was convinced that that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priest, I put many saints in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blaspheme. In my obsession against them, I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and the commission of the chief priest. About noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me, and my companions, we all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you persecuting. The Lord replied, now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning after we've read your word, and we're going to be talking about the five levels of Paul. And I pray, Heavenly Father, this morning that each and every one of us can look at these five levels and see what each level says to us and says to our hearts. Lord, we may be in one of these levels. Somebody may be in in these levels. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak to them and tell them exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Because I know I want your total blessings. Lord, I've seen some amazing and awesome things happen just in the last three or four months. And Lord, I want to continue to see those things. And if we continue to continue to see those awesome things, we've got to keep pushing forward. And we've got to keep moving each level and not go backwards. And I just pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts this morning. Lord, I pray, God, for that person that may here, may be here that's never accepted you as, as, as their Savior. Lord, they need to move from the level of an unbeliever to a believer. And I just pray for them, dear Lord, that you would convict their hearts and speak to them and speak to us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the first level of Paul that I want to look at is, uh, have we got those points about Jason? maybe okay anyway the first level of uh, of Paul that i see in the scripture is that he was a strict religious unbeliever he didn't have a relationship with jesus he was religious have you ever known that type of person we've seen that type of people sometimes where they're religious they do religious things but if you was to look at their life and the fruits of their life they don't have a relationship with jesus they're religious And and it may be somebody out there today that may be in church their whole life. Their granddaddy was a preacher. Their great granddaddy was a preacher. Their daddy was a preacher. So they have been in church. But they've never come to a point in their life where they have come face to face, like Paul did in the scripture, with Jesus Christ and accepted him as their personal savior. So we might need to get from that level to the next level. But we see Paul here, he said, even from a child, I was a strict, religious, unbelievable. The next level, he moved from just that, if that wasn't bad enough or sad enough, and and I guess you could say he kind of went, he went to another level, but I guess it was just a little bit lower, if you look at it like this, is that he was a persecutor of Jesus and the church. He moved from not only just an unbeliever, just a religious, strict unbeliever, but he moved to another level, which was a more negative level, of persecuting the church in Jesus. And I got to thinking about that, and I kind of asked the question, and I wrote it down. I said, why do people persecute the church? Well, number one thing I come up with is it's it's a, a tactic of Satan. Satan wants to persecute the church and he'll use anybody that he can use to persecute Jesus and persecute the church. And then I also thought about this right here. There's people out there, and I got this one person in mind. She likes to persecute the church, or she did. Uh, I see the Lord working in her life, but she likes to persecute the church. And I believe that, now y'all listen to this right here. I hope it can challenge us about the way we live. The reason I think that she persecutes the church and persecutes Christians is because of the way that she's seen Christians act in the past. That's sad, ain't it? The reason that she persecutes Christians and has a bad attitude toward Christians is because of the way that she's seen Christians act in the past. So, you know what she really needs? She really needs to be around Christians that act like Christians, that's got a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that's living the righteous and holy life. That's what's going to help that lady, is that if we act like Christians and have that personal relationship with Christ, and then all the world will see the difference that Christ has made in us. The third level that I see of Paul is in verse 15 through 17. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. The Lord replied, Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appointed you to appoint you as a servant, as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. I will rescue you from your own people, from the Gentiles. The third level, he moved from persecutor, unbeliever. There it is. Persecutor of Jesus in the church. Listen, can you get that number three up there? Get this right here. He was rescued by Jesus, and he accepted him for who he was. That was his next level. And that's, that, may be, that may be you in here today. You need to be rescued by Jesus. And you know it as soon as I said it. You know, I need to be rescued. I need to, be, I need to have an encounter with Jesus. But then another thing that I thought about is as Christians, I think that we're called to help rescue people. If our relationship with Jesus is where it needs to be, then we need to be living a life of helping rescue people. You know what? They don't always know that they need rescued because they think that they're okay. But we know that they're not. We need to be living that that life of rescuing people. Um, And then the fourth level is this right here. And, and when we get there, when we get to uh, faith in Christ, some of us like to go from faith in Christ to just conquering the world for Christ. Well, I want to show you something right here that you got to make sure you get to the right level, okay? So the next level is this. Number four, throw that up there. He was a servant and student of Jesus Verse 16 says this right here. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant. Now he said he was appointing him as a servant. And if we could, I'm I'm gonna go back to Acts 9 where he's actually saved. And it says after he's saved, he does this one thing. And that's in Acts 9, 19. It says Saul spent several days with disciples in Damascus. When we get saved and we move to that, that next level as a servant, and then and then a servant and um, lost my train of thought. A servant and a student. We've got to get to that level. We just can't skip that level because we got to learn. We got to grow. And and uh, students. Somebody help me out. What we talk about about every week? What do we really need to be doing? Stand in the Word. That's right. So we talk about that almost every week. And you can't be a student and you can't change the world for Christ and get to that next level that we're fixing to talk about unless we study God's Word and hang out with His disciples. Um, we got to hang out with some people yesterday uh, at J-Fest. And it was awesome. Who's was at J-Fest? Anybody over here? It was awesome, wasn't it? It was awesome. We got to hang out. But hanging out with disciples, we was talking about it in life and word this morning. Christian needs to be doing that type of stuff. They need to be hanging out with other Christians, checking out Christian concerts, so they can grow and stay at that next level. If we do the stuff of the world, if we see the same movies that the world sees, listen to the same music that the world listens to, then we're not gonna stay we're not gonna be able to stay up on that next level. We're going, to have, we're going to be backwards, going back. But our goal is to move forward and go to that next level. So we need to be a, star, a servant and a student for Jesus. And this fifth level that I see, and this is really where I want to be. Um, I really want to be here. Verse 18, he says this right here. Where'd I go? Oh, I got to go back to 26. Verse 18 says, um, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. The first thing that it says right there is as Christians, and we're up on that fifth level, we need to be trying to open people's eyes. We need to be trying to do whatever we can to open their eyes to see the realness of the gospel and see what Jesus wants in their life. We need to open their eyes. And then the second thing, that we need to be turning them from darkness to light. Anybody, anybody agree with me? There's a lot of darkness in the world today. It's pretty dark, ain't it? The only hope we have is to show the light to the dark and introduce Jesus into our people in our world. You know, I, I told uh, I told Hank the other day. I said, "There's people on your Facebook friends in your world, on your Instagram, people at your, where you work." that you can reach for Christ that I've never got a shot at. And we've all got people in our world that we can reach for Christ and we need to reach for Christ. And we need to be showing them the light. And the third thing that I see, and I kind of name that warrior for Jesus. These three things right here is to me a warrior for Jesus. The third thing in that is to turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God. Everybody agree with me that Satan's Satan's got a pretty strong hold in the world, don't he? Pretty strong hold. He's got, I mean, he's got his hands on about everything. He's got his hands on sports. he got his hands on school. he got his hands on the government. But guess what? God's power is a lot more than his power. And if we introduce God into that darkness, then things start to change. I've seen, I've seen things that were so uh, just ungodly in the past. And just to introduce just a little bit of the light of God into that situation, into that group of people, and stuff starts changing for the better. And that darkness slowly starts becoming a light. And that's, what I, that's where I want to be, that number five. I want to be a warrior for Jesus. I want to be trying my best to open people's eyes. I want to be trying my best to turn in them from darkness to the light. And then I want to turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God. Now, I want you to just think about, uh, think about this, this message right here real quick. And there may be, you know, I got to thinking there may be people that's been here for 20 years. And that's all they've been here, just be here. They've never stepped up to keep the nursery, do Discover Church, helping the choir, but they've just been here. I believe with all my heart well, the way the world is today and the way God is moving in Temple Baptist Church and moving in Dalton, God wants that person to step up to the next level. I think they want that person to to start doing something for Christ. And then I think the person that does just a little bit, that may be just doing just a little bit, and they've been doing a little bit for a long time, I think God wants that person to step up and do great things and more things for Christ. And also I think there's people out there that has been here that's never had a true encounter with Jesus Christ like Paul did on the road. And I guarantee you, everybody here and Jesus wants you to step up to that next level and accept Him as who He says He is as your personal Lord and Savior. All of heaven will rejoice. All of temple baptists will rejoice. If you've been struggling your salvation, today's the day. Everybody will rejoice. Don't let the devil tell you, they're going to laugh at you. They're going to make fun of you. No, it's going to be glorious. Everybody's going to be tickled to death for you to go to that next level. But I just want to challenge you, wherever you're at in your your walk of life, let God speak to you and tell you He wants you to go to that next level. Because there's many lives out there that can only be touched by you and you alone. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you right now. And I pray, Lord, for each and every person here, Lord, and if there be anybody here that don't know you as personal Savior, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to their heart and grip their heart. And Lord, I just want to tell them right now about the ABCs of salvation. Number one, admit that you're a sinner. Number two, believe in Jesus for who He is and that He died on a cross for your sins and then He rose again on the third day. Believe those three things. Number three, see, confess Him in front of people as Lord and Savior. And I pray, Lord, if there be anybody here that needs to do that this morning, I pray that they would come and there'll be people just crowding around them and and counseling them and talking to them. But Lord, I also pray for that person that that, that may have been a Christian a long time, but they've never did anything for you. They've never uh, shared their story with anybody, but they got so many people at work and in their life that need to hear their salvation experience. I just pray that you would touch that person and reveal to them what level you want them to go to. Lord, whatever... You want done today, Lord Jesus. I just pray that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. I pray, Lord, you'd be with the band as they play. And I just pray, Lord, uh, that you would continue to work in a mighty way, Lord. As the songs are being sung, a couple more songs being I just pray that you would speak to hearts, Lord, and, and, and tell them exactly what you want them to do and them to come and be ministered to. And I just pray, Lord, right now, God, that you would fill this place with your Holy Spirit. And just let us ask that question. Is everything going into my life? Is it well on my soul? When I lay down at night and go to bed, do I have a heavy heart? Or is everything well? And I know the the only way that everything is well is to have our relationship with you exactly where it needs to be. And I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that you'd speak to hearts. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen.